Welcome to Quarter of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% L.A. Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax. Your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, L.A. Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman, coming to you on a wonderful Thursday, June 11th. Uh, MLS just getting through their live draw. Oh, my, the controversy, the ridiculousness of MLS. Would you expect anything else? So we have that to talk about, talking about the Orlando tournament in detail. It came out on Tuesday. We had a podcast on Monday night. That's how it usually works. We're going to talk about that Orlando uh, tournament, really get through that. Uh, and then there's also some more details or at least some stuff surfacing about Alexander Katai. And perhaps everybody was on the right track with this to begin with. Um, so a lot to get to, including a, a little conference call that uh, I was on with Don Garber, who dropped some some nice little nuggets uh, about the tournament and some other things that could be upcoming. So a lot of things to get to on an exciting night where soccer is almost upon us once again. Everybody, I, I think maybe the long soccer desert of, uh, of Major League Soccer might be drawing to a close ever so slightly. Uh, to help me do all this, it's the hammer himself. He's a year older. Uh, which puts him, I don't know, he looks 50, so we'll say he's about, you know, 48 and make him feel better. Uh, but Eric Portuguese Hammer is back in. Happy birthday, buddy. Thank you. I much appreciated. I know you uh, you, you played a, a big role in uh, helping me celebrate my birthday, so that's much appreciated. I uh, shared this on Twitter, but I, I'll share this on the show for those who may not necessarily follow. But my wife, uh, my lovely wife, was able to coordinate with Josh to get some uh, listeners, guests, former players, uh, my friends from Cosmo SC, we were able to get an awesome video with friends and family and podcasts and galaxy family galore. So that was partially, uh, I know she couldn't have done that without you. So thank you to you for making that happen because it made me feel special, made me feel loved, obviously with, uh, you know, mass gatherings not being a thing. A party was kind of uh, out of the question. So that was the best given the current circumstances. So I want to thank you. A big shout out to my wife and all the listeners and guests and friends and former players who contributed to that video. That was that was very cool. Made my day. So another year older, another year wiser. Got the kids coming in. This <laughs> See, is good. This it's is what like, happens. Everybody when we don't should know live that, video. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say everybody should know that like that's sort of how this day has been going. Um, so it doesn't surprise me. Um, I would say I would add I would add something. One, you're welcome. Um, I, I want to thank some some special people as well. Um, you know, the LA Galaxy helped pull to pull a couple strings as well. Uh, Ralph Felcher actually wished you a happy birthday. I was hoping yes. he would sing you a happy birthday. In fact, I was willing to pay the thirty dollars on, um, on on was cameo. It? <laughs> on, on cameo just to make it happen. Um, you know, stuff like that. But uh, he wished you a happy birthday. Sean Franklin, um, yes. AJ De La Garza, Dave Romney, uh, Alexi. Okay, just kept going. Yeah, <laughs> Alexi Lawless did it, and I just asked him. I'm like, "Hey, could you do this for me real quick?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure, no problem." He didn't even respond. I saw the dots, and then it went away. And I'm like, "Oh, he's busy, no problem." And then literally five minutes later, I got a video, and I didn't watch it. I was like, "Oh, cool." I just sent it off to your wife, um, and I was like, "The whole deal." And so only until the video came on where he was on there, where he actually plays the guitar, and yeah. sing- you got Alexi Lawless playing the guitar for you. So. Yeah, um, that was he. He was the leader in the clubhouse with the in the family. He yeah. definitely hit it out of the park. And then uh, the other leader, and I have to shout her out, is Sophie. Sophie Nicolau, fellow co-host. She had an awesome, awesome take 
made everyone in the in the family laugh. They appreciated her 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 little dig, her Euro two thousand four uh, Greek dig at me at my expense. But it was, you know the love the love shined through. I appreciated it. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty funny. Um, the only other thing I'll add to this is um, let's see. I was texting your wife for about what a week and a half, two weeks, <laughs> almost constantly, uh, and you nothing, nothing. You, you so uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe you just want to pay a little more attention. Well, a, a grown she, man was texting your wife for a week <laughs> and a half, and you you had nothing. To be fair, she did kind of let me know. Like she kept running off to the bathroom. I was like, well, "All right, unless you're sick," and she's like, "Listen, don't worry about it. Just know I'm working on something." She so she kind of tipped her cap that something was going on. You just, but you, I didn't know what it was. I you, just took her word for it. You thought it was kid number three. You thought you were in trouble. That's <laughs> what that's what it was. And, and in a way, and in a way, it was because it was me and I was messing around. So yeah, no, it was great. Uh, your well, your wife's you awesome. Much appreciated. Yeah, it was fun. So very good. All right. Um, Major League Soccer is back. Uh, I say that with the corny tone intended. Uh, MLS is back. Uh, MLS is back. Yeah. Now, now say now. What would you if we're going to say MLS is back? What would we call the tournament? Oh, I know. How about we call it MLS is back tournament? Oh, there it is. Good to go. Let's go to lunch. <laughs> there we go. It was it was done. Where are we going? Um, the Galaxy, I thought, had a fun one. Um, and I know some some people, you can never please everybody. I thought it was great. I love Back to the Future. Galaxy put out a uh, a Back to the Future uh, little reference with a DeLorean there coming down uh, the main drag of Dignity Health Sports Park and Sebastian Legette coming out in the in the jeans. Um, and the, vest, the, puffy, the puffy vest. The puffy vest. That's right. Little yeah. Marty McFly-esque uh, going there um, and said, you know, we have to go back. And uh, I thought it was great because they actually even like had some details on there in terms of the dates that were put into mm-hmm. the computer. One was the first MLS game for the LA Galaxy. Um, let's see. What was one of the other ones? Um, I think one of them was the um, was oh was the date that the LA Galaxy were supposed to play Miami, but didn't. Right. And so okay. it was whenever they were going to go. That. And then and you, you went deep in the Easter eggs. I didn't. That's, Somebody, that's good. This, this, this wonderful woman tweeted, tweeted it out. And I was like, oh, my God, I didn't even catch that. Like she caught it. She's like, I'm a bit of a nerd. I'm like, no, 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 you're not. I retweeted it. People loved it and that's ate it awesome. up. I think it was one of my my most popular tweets that day. Uh, and the final date that they had in there was like July 10th, which is, you know, July 8th. July 10th is right around when that tournament is going to start. Um, so that's why all those dates were sort of input into there and, and went with that. So the LA Galaxy and it obviously MLS announced it and we got all of the details finally of this so, tournament let me ask you this so we're we're kind of making fun of the name MLS's back tournament didn't take a lot of creativity what are some name what are some better names that you think would have worked because I have a few that I think you didn't need to reinvent the wheel but I think MLS's back tournament just it's a mouthful it doesn't I don't know what it means. It well, just, I mean, I mean, we've been joking. The mark. Yeah, we've been joking about around about it for a while, which is you know you could call it the COVID Cup, right? Which, which, which I think is in poor taste. Yeah, of course. You, you it's, <laughs> yeah, it's it's some gallows humor for sure. Yeah. Um, what else? What else? Did I think you, I think the we keep calling it the Orlando tournament. So why not just call it the Orlando tournament or the Orlando Cup? Uh, you know, the Summer Classic, something happening in the summer. The Summer Classico. And I think you even don't have to <laughs> even really put that much thought into it. You just call it. MLS presents the tournament yep. and that's it. You're yep. done. Yep. I know that there were several people 
uh, because I saw it in multiple places from multiple people. So I will give no one credit whenever that happens, uh, calling it the Mickey Mouse Cup, which, by the way, after the craziness of the draw today, I could almost 100 <laughs> percent get behind. Um, I'm going to be fired up about the draw. I just want everybody to know that from the beginning that the crescendo will be reached when we talk about the draw, because I, I'm just I'm flabbergasted that yeah. I'm, I'm I shouldn't be. I shouldn't be flabbergasted. Yeah. And yet I'm flabbergasted. And, and for those of you who are not on the text thread, uh, Josh, I don't know if you forgot to take his caps off. But oh, no. The caps were on yeah. on every single text. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah no, no, no. You were not happy with how, how the draft, the draw no, went down. No, 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 not at all. Um, let's get you a little bit of information about, and when I say a little bit, I mean a lot, because that's what we do here on the show. Uh, let's get you a little bit of information about the Orlando tournament itself. Uh, the key dates are that teams should begin arriving in Florida on June 24th, um, which if you're doing the math is what, 12 days, 13 days from now. Um, so a little less than two weeks, teams will start arriving in Florida. Now, here's the deal is that teams that can do full training at their places probably won't go to to uh, Florida on June 24th. But what uh, MLS has mandated basically is that they do have to arrive seven days before the tournament starts. So you're looking at a July 1st arrival for everybody who could do full team training at theirs. And then they're going to have seven days and everybody's being tested right now already. And they're going to be tested when they arrive. And so they're going to have all these things sort of in um, in hand by the time, you know, July 8th comes around and July 8th is the start of the MLS's back tournament group group stage. Um, and we're going to go over all those groups and how those sort of went around. Um, dates July 25th to July 28th uh, is the round of 16th. Then you have the quarterfinals from July 30th to August 1st. The semifinals are on August 5th and 6th. And then August 11th, MLS is back tournament final. Um, so that's the those are the important dates. Now, the thing that we knew and we kind of always sort of knew that it was going to happen, Eric, was that the first three games um, in the group stage would count towards the quote-unquote regular season. Uh, this tournament is not the regular season in terms of this is not the only thing that's going to happen. Uh, and I have more information on that as we go a little bit further. But what you need to understand is this is just, this is, yes, you're going to have some regular season games being played, but once you get into the round of 16, the quarterfinals, the semifinals, those do not count towards uh, any regular season. So already a little a little goofy uh, in terms of, and by the way, when I say goofy, I totally understand it's at Walt Disney World, and I, I, I appreciate that pun. <laughs> That's where I thought you were going with it. Yes, but okay, uh, like you said, the minimum games uh, for each team, it's going to be three games minimum for each team, and those are the three games that are going to count. And then if you, a team makes it all the way to the final, it's a maximum of seven games. Uh, and then with the time frame, July 8th to August 11th, and they mentioned this quite a bit uh, in their press release as well, is that it's basically going to mimic OO FIFA World Cup style uh, feel because of the groups, uh, the games not overlapping, the TV coverage, um, the the it taking about a month to complete. Uh, we've missed sports, we've missed soccer, and I think just the time frame. This is really a nice, you know, say what you will about the name, say what you will about the draw, but the planning of this for a month, we're going to get a really nice soccer competition comparable to the world cup which in my opinion the world cup if it ain't broke don't fix it you know that's that's really the pinnacle of of uh of sport in in, in the world uh you know that's why it's the one of the most watched events ever and so i think the fact that they mimic it is no mistake that they're going to try to capture on that obviously you can argue about quality of play and things like that mls not being you know world cup uh, quality games but at the same time if you're going to mimic how to run a tournament the world cup has it dialed in so th i think they chose the right format uh to move forward with the groups and then fitting it in within the time frame that they did 
Yeah. Uh, total number of match days, 26. Uh, so you're going to get 26. Now, the awesome thing is 16 consecutive days of soccer from Major League Soccer. Now, I want to get to something that is going to look a little bit weird. I mean, you know, we're used to now, Eric, seeing games played without fans. That's nothing new. Uh, if you watched golf today, by the way, I watched golf without fans, uh, which was really funny because somebody actually made a putt and then he swore whenever it went in and they were like, well, we were hoping to get good audio and we did. So I, I imagine we're going to have some of that with uh, with Major League Soccer as well. Um, but we're used to seeing soccer in the Bundesliga and now Serie A being played without fans. So you're sort of used to seeing the stadiums empty and, you know, whatever they choose to fill those stadiums with, whether it's, you know, plush toys or, uh, or cutouts or TV screens, like everybody's been trying to the do plush toys were my favorite. That was, that was a great move. I don't know. There was the South Korean uh, team who had the, uh, adult dolls. Yeah, that one, was that like, was my favorite careful one. Family show. Yeah, I know family show. <laughs> um, but anyway, that was, that was, that was my favorite one. Um, going through all this, like you, you were used to seeing that you're not going to see that in this tournament because these games are not being played in stadiums. They're being played on basically, you know, a big field. Now, there may be small stadiums. I think they have a couple small stadiums there. So you might see like, you know, something that looks a little bit maybe like a high school or like a small junior college stadium that might be, um, you know, in play there. But for the most part, these are probably going to be games that are played just on fields. And so MLS has said, hey, listen, you know, we're going to have tight angles and we're going to do some different things to, to sort of make it feel different or, or, or make it not feel different. Um, but it's going to feel different. And yeah. some, you know, people have been writing into me, Eric, and basically been going, well, I mean, it's going to look like a scrimmage. I'm like, yeah, it's going to look like a scrimmage. I mean, that's, that's what you have yeah. to do, but it, it's a tournament and it counts. Yeah. And, and the interesting thing about that is like you said, even if it is a, a, a small stadium, it's basically going to be a training ground feel. But the, like you said, they, they tried to, explain themselves out of it. They really, the press release really sold it. They, you know, they said, uh, as part of the production strategy, they're going to feature unique and experimental technologies, including virtual commercial displays, new camera positions and advanced audio. So from that, you know, and it's also saying uh, showcasing unprecedented access to players and coaches. This is something that I know was a point of contention with the NBA when that, they were coming back. they basically wanted, were negotiating, were they going to allow player mics or were they not? And essentially the players union and the coaches voted not to allow that because of you know the discussions that we're going to be having on the court and also some of the you know setting up plays and things like that so they, they voted against it but the entertainment factor of being able to hear what the players are saying and, and having that interaction hearing the coach commentary I, I think that makes it a lot more entertaining and if you're able to get cool angles and tight angles uh, you know it's going to look different and, and I agree with that but it's not necessarily a bad thing. I think if you, you sell it as a, a reality show, which, you know, based on some things that have already gone down, it seems like it's a reality show right. lining up that way. Um, but but I, I, I think you could turn this into a positive. The, the last thing that I want to go back with the tournament schedule, the only odd thing, you know, it is a World Cup style, but the time of the games is kind of odd. It's a 9 a.m. game and then an 8 p.m. game and then a, uh, a 10.30 p.m. game. And those are all Eastern times. So basically 6 a.m., 5 p.m. and 7.30 p.m. So... It's odd that they didn't line them up back to back to back, but at the same time, uh, it, it gives you that World Cup feel waking up at 6 a.m. to watch a game. Well, it, it's and they did it for a reason. And while certainly they didn't plan this because he was uh, Don Garber was asked this question. I was on a conference call with with Don after they announced all this stuff with the commissioner. Um, and so he was talking about some of the stuff people were asking him. It's like, well, hey, what about that 6 a.m. time slot? Why are you using it? And he goes, really, it was to get out of the hot Florida heat, right? They're trying to do it before the yeah, heat hits that makes sense. and they're trying to do it afterwards. Um, I've been told the vast majority 
majority of games will be played in the evening. Uh, and I would imagine that if they're Western Conference teams, they're probably not going to be playing at that 6 a.m. time slot. Although, uh, Don Garber said that there were plenty of TV partners, and that's something to, to mention here. We all assumed that ESPN was just going to get carte blanche in terms of you know the TV coverage. That's not true. All three TV partners, which includes uh, you know FS1, Fox, um, ESPN, and Univision, which are the league's three key partners, um, are all going to have games broadcast, and they're going to broadcast every single game, every single one of these games that is played, and that includes you know 54 total matches will be broadcast. Uh, for somewhere where you can find it. Um, that's that's sort of been the thing. Um, but the 6 a.m. one is also interesting because when you think about it for a second, Eric, it's 6 a.m. on the West Coast. It's 9 a.m. on the uh, East Coast. What time is it over in Europe where they're yeah. also possibly could be getting some games? So there's some international flair to this. And we were told that an international feed will be provided to all of the international broadcasts. So anybody can pick up that international feed if they have the rights to MLS and they can basically broadcast those games um, out on the international side. So there's more there's more at play here than just yeah. the, the 6 a.m. Which, which is what we were asking when this all went down, when, when basically they shut the league down and were thinking about strategies on when they were going to come back. You, you, there was that rush to be first, first to market who's going to come back first because you're going to have all eyes on you. And I know since the Bundesliga came back, there are a lot more people watching that than were previously. Uh, the Portuguese league came back. I know uh, that's not a league that necessarily gets tons of eyes on no, it. But nobody's could, paying any attention to that <laughs> league right now. <laughs> but the fact that it's one of the leagues, it's getting more eyes than it did before. And the same argument can be made for Major League Soccer. Where that 6 a.m. kickoff time, our time, uh, is going to be beneficial because, you know, depending on what other games are kicking off, they're going to have a, a marquee spotlight. So we, we can say that maybe, um, you know, MLS is not going to schedule those West Coast teams. But at the same time, uh, depending on who you draw in El Trafico at 6 a.m. broadcast to a world audience in Europe, that that's appealing. They're, so they're know, not, be, they better, I swear <laughs> to God, they better not you do know it. It's going to happen. It's very MLS. No, yeah, it's, I, I don't put it by them at all, especially yeah. after this week or after uh, today. Um, but no, it's, it's an interesting sort of take. I'll say that Don Garber also, and this was an offhanded comment that he made. And I, I know people paid attention to it, but you also, it's easy to sort of look over it if you didn't pay attention, um, was, you know, they talked about being back and being one of the first pro professional sports teams in, uh, in the United States to be back. And obviously that distinction actually goes to the NWSL, right? The, the women's yes. soccer league is going to be first back. Uh, but Garber said, yeah, we're back. And he goes, and we like that it is. He goes, I wish it would have been earlier. And he was like, you know, he was trying, they were trying to push for, yeah, he was, he was like, you know, I wish it was earlier because if you look, you have the English Premier League coming back, um, you know, Serie A now coming back, you have the Bundesliga come back, you talked about the Portuguese, you know, there's other leagues that are ramping up and starting to come back now. Um, so it's not a desert landscape. It is in the United States, which is a positive, but in the whole world um, type of thing, it, it's not the desert landscape of sports that once was there. I mean, like I said, I talked about golf. Um, NASCAR is back, which NASCAR has been all over the news as well. Um, <laughs> I know lots of you pay attention to that, but NASCAR is back. I mean, you're just going to start competing. And by the way, you're going to start competing with everything because everything, you know, yeah. if Major League Baseball ever gets back, the NBA is going back and actually yeah. going to be at the same uh, place as MLS. And there's some overlap there so it's yes. it's a crazy time that's about to happen 
that 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 to me is kind of the irony of all ironies. We've gone the past three months with no sports, itching for it, watching marble races, playing FIFA simulations, uh, getting on FIFA pro clubs, and now we're going to get sports back, and it's going to be every single league all happening at the exact, exact same time. And I, I can guarantee you, within two weeks, we're going to be jaded and we're going to be uh, you know wishing that yes. there weren't there weren't this many this many different sports leagues on. So it's just funny. I give it two weeks before. People start complaining that sports is back. Too much. Too many sports. Too many sports. They're all all on top of each other. <laughs> um, it's interesting. Somebody asked that asked the question to Commissioner Garber about the um, NBA being there um, and whether there would be any crossover between the NBA and the MLS. And m- m- he asked specifically, you know, would MLS players who are not playing that day would they be allowed to go to the NBA games? So would the NBA players who aren't playing be allowed to go to MLS games because they're both being quarantined? So technically, mm-hmm. they're both sort of they're not in the same place, but they're being quarantined in, in similar places really close to each other and they're at the same complex. Yeah. So well, you, when you said when you said crossover, I thought we were going to get LeBron, you know, Tam for LeBron playing, uh, you know, att- attacking mid. But uh, I, I, what you're saying makes a lot more sense. Yeah, it, 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 this, it was, it's funny that, you know, and Don says, you know, that basically they hadn't talked. He hadn't talked to uh, to Adam Silver yet, um, but it was something that if it was something they could do um, that they would try. In fact, Don Garber said that um, the players would be staying at the Swan and Dolphin Hotel. Um, so that is the resort that everybody is going to be playing at the Swan and Dolphin uh, or staying at the Swan and Dolphin Hotel. Um, there's some interesting little tidbits of this, though. Uh, the staff at the Swan and Dolphin Hotel will not be quarantined um, like everybody else. Um, and Garber had to make a case for this. And he called the difference between close contact and in the vicinity of people. And so people were like, well, you're going to have people bringing people food. Isn't that close contact? And he's like, no, we don't consider that close contact because everybody's going to have masks on and the whole deal. There's, there's things that, what about the people who clean the room? Isn't that, you know, close contact? He's like, no, because we don't expect players to be in the room when they're being cleaned. Um, you know, so he's, they're really trying to make a distinction of why the bus driver isn't going to be quarantined when everybody probably has to walk by the bus driver or does the bus driver get out of the bus and just stand off to the side and then he comes back in whenever it's just like it's almost like we're doing this this little dance here and and, but the other thing is there is some science behind it that you know transmission through food is not likely uh you know it's being in an enclosed space at the same time so if they're not in the room at the same time that argument can be made so it's it's this little dance that we're doing and uh you know people are going to criticize and say well if you know if they're in the same room you know then what's the deal and you get the whole uh, this whole thing is the hoax crowd maybe coming out Uh, but and that when that's not necessarily the case, given what we know about it, you know, so it's, it's just an interesting, interesting wrinkles to all this. Yeah, it it certainly is. Um, uh, Garber was asked about the number of the set number of cases. So basically if you got any COVID-19 cases, um, how many of those would stop the tournament? And he says they don't have a set number and people are going to report that as in MLS doesn't have a plan. And that's not the, that's not what it is. Um, and I knew it could just tell, he's like, you know, listen, we have health experts that are going to be monitoring this thing the whole time. If they tell us that we need to pause this, then we're going to pause it. He goes, but it doesn't mean that like if suddenly if we get six cases that we're going to pause everything, that's not, he goes, we have to evaluate those and, and the likelihood of transmission and the likelihood that it's spread and all these other things um, that they're looking at. And obviously the testing that's going on is probably going to be, you know, every other day type of thing for these guys. Um, so there's going to be better detection within this quarantine than in the, within the general public. Uh, MLS also wanted to make sure that everybody understood that they are donating um, some uh, serology tests 
to central Florida as well as part of this. Cause they're like, we don't want to just take tests. We want to also make sure that we're not, you know, running short yeah. of anybody else's <laughs> supplies. So they're going to be donating some tests as well. Um, so then we have the, uh, so that's not going to happen. So, so no set number of cases. So we'll just have to keep watching that. Um, another interesting thing that Garber said was MLS is looking at providing player protected af- activities. So golf courses, restaurants, whenever they can close them to the general public, just like we told you, Swan Dolphin Hotel will not be open to the general public. You can't go there. You can't get a room. That's not going to happen. Um, but the uh, they're also looking at that for golf courses, which basically is, hey, players are out there doing stuff. And, you know, hey, could we get them to go to golf courses if they all go together, which they're already quarantined? You know, if we keep them separated, if you don't let the general public in and apparently Walt Disney World uh, Resort is working with them on that. Same with some restaurants too. So you could ha- see a restaurant that's closed to the general public and there's, you know, 1100 MLS players in it or something like that. I'm telling you, this is all lined up for the reality show. You it know, should be. You put some cameras, Rolf at the pool singing, you know, make that, make that an episode. The guys go golfing, Joe Corona, Daniel stairs. That could definitely be a thing. Uh, We've mentioned in previous preseasons where the Galaxy will go to a different location. I think they went to Arizona a couple years ago, and it was kind of like a team bonding experience where they spent time together, they have to room together, uh, and it kind of builds that rapport. So it being so early into the season, being forced to go to Orlando, basically room together, spend all your time together, you're quarantined together, you're golfing together, spending time at the hotel, eating dinners – the you know kind of blessing in disguise here is that this may be a great team bonding moment uh given that you know some players may may not come to this tournament from from other teams so if all the galaxy core is able to go uh together and build that chemistry off the field uh, a lot of the players that we we've interviewed on this show have said that you know the teams that were the most successful were the teams that got along off off the field you know you had that you needed that on the field talent you definitely needed that but when you had that rapport off the field that's where the magic happens so maybe this is something that could be a little bit of a blessing in disguise team chemistry hasn't necessarily been a high point of the galaxy for the last three or four seasons so this could be a a positive that comes out of this situation yeah it, uh, it very well could um and it's going to be interesting to see. They're supposed to be quarantined, and but there's going to be a lot of interaction. Um, by the way, if we're updating and whether or not I asked the LA Galaxy if they had a departure date in mind yet for the LA Galaxy going to Orlando, they told me they did not. Um, but I was also told that the full team training, the small group training, that type of thing seems very close to being approved here in Southern California. Uh, with Southern California and California itself opening itself back up to pro sports, as a matter of fact, I think it's supposed to happen tomorrow uh, in terms of their going to be like, oh, look, we're open for pro sports. Uh, nothing's going to happen. Um, but pro sports without fans, I think on June 12th or, or coming up this weekend. Yeah, that's um, this Friday. I believe this weekend is when when that phase, that next phase is scheduled to begin. So the full team training sort of has to be allowed within yeah, that lines up. It lines up perfectly. Yeah. So I, I was told that close. So the galaxy may necessarily not be going to Orlando early. They may stay and train for a little while and then eventually go to Orlando. I wouldn't expect them to be one of the last teams there. I don't know what July 1st makes sense. Uh, maybe getting to Orlando and, and you know, ad- adapting to the uh, to the lifestyle there, which is going to be a little bit more strict um, and also hot and muggy and rainy. And it's hurricane season and all sorts of funny other stuff. So just wait till you get, uh, you know, 1100 MLS players there, all the staff people, everything that's going on there. Um, and then there's a hurricane that comes through and that'll pause everything. So, I mean, that's that's, that's 2020. Yeah, the 90 plus weather, high high humidity this is going to be an interesting, uh, interesting experiment that we see. You know, if we had the the Qatar World Cup move to the winter because of the weather conditions, Florida in the summer, <laughs> I don't know that that seems. 
I mean, I, I, part of me gets why they did it, but at the same time, uh, you know, l- a little curious. Have we talked about the prizes? What's at stake? I mean, no, I don't think we have. Why don't, why don't you tell people? So basically, the, the, we already talked about the regular season points. So the group stage games are all going to count towards regular season points. I believe we mentioned it previously, the cha- CONCACAF Champions League spot. Uh, so basically, it's going to be a one-time change where that berth is going to go uh, with the U.S. Open Cup not happening no, this year. No, it's here. That, I got to correct that. That's what we assumed. It's we not assumed. the U.S. Open Cup berth. It's actually okay. the, the birth. supporter shield. It's right? the, it's the opposite supporter shield. You know how like you have the whichever conference wins the supporter shield, the team, the best team from the other conference gets the the CCL berth. That's the one that's going to this one. Apparently, I don't know why, but yes, that's what it is. <laughs> but yeah, but still, yes, it's a Concacaf Champions League spot. Uh, so one of those spots is going to go up. So there is something to play for, given the Galaxy's form. And I mentioned about team chemistry the last few years. They're league standings the last few years hasn't been great either so if you're looking for an opportunity to get into this competition this is really a, a great opportunity to do so and then the last thing is the prize money so basically in addition to the regular season standings the mls's back tournament will give the players opportunity to earn additional bonuses as part of a 1.1 million dollar prize pool and we we're talking about this a little bit off air but basically it's not 1.1 million dollars going to the winner of the tournament it's bonuses uh, you know, I'm sure there's there's a brain trust behind the scene who's figuring out where that money is going and how much is going to each team. But uh, they, that's the pool of money that they're going to be giving out bonuses for this tournament. Yeah, it could be that if you make it to the knockout round, you get a certain number of dollars. And if you make that's it to the, to the next one, yeah, it sort of sort of goes. Um, the details for how you get out of your group. Uh, we'll talk about the groups here in a second, but how you get out of your group. Uh, the top two teams in each group will automatically go to the round of 16 knockout. And then it's the next, or it's the best for third place team so the best teams that finish third the top four of those however they determine that with tiebreakers and everything else i'm sure i could look at the competition rules and tell you i I, even i don't have a stomach for that yet Um, but it might come into handy and it might be important for the la galaxy who are in a very difficult group they may be a third place team that could possibly get through although i would imagine no third place team is coming out of that group just because of how bad everybody's (laughs) going to beat up on each other so we'll uh we'll talk about that uh, a, a little bit as well um i should say uh, pro the pro referees organization is sending full complement of referees var will be in use for this so if you hated that wait till you hate it in an empty stadium <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun with that um so so those are sort of the the big i think takeaways from this tournament again 54 matches 39 group games 15 knockout uh 26 match days 16 days of continuous soccer uh you get minimum of three matches maximum of seven matches and then Don Garber was asked about this because, and I hear this, and again, I think I've already said it once on the show. I'll say it again. This is not the season. This is not how this goes. This is going to transition into a regular season. You're going to play three regular season games as part of the tournament, but everybody's going to go back to their home markets and they are expected to play in the home markets games this season. Um, And so Don says, uh, Commissioner Garber says, he's very optimistic on a regular season that should start um, right after this, Uh, which is interesting because we're seeing a spike in in COVID-19 cases. We're seeing, they're not even really calling this the second wave yet, by the way. Second wave still seems like it's a September thing. Uh, Mm -hmm. This is a spike in cases from the first wave, basically, that uh, everything is going. So uh, we'll see how optimistic that outlook is. I tell you right now, Wall Street didn't seem to be very optimistic about the uh, the, the COVID-19 cases uh, yeah. sweeping up if, today. 
if you read the tea leaves with that today, that that could be an indicator as well. So uh, I think you make a very important point that does need to be said out loud here is that uh, there was a little bit of an assumption that this is taking place of the season, and that is very clearly not the case. I know we have some from uh, different teams around the league uh, sharing that you know they're expecting a certain number of games when when this comes back. We know the Galaxy and their refund policy with season ticket members. You know no official postponement being made, even though this news has come out. So we, we know that there's going to be something going on, whether that, you know, behind closed doors or with fans, well, limited amount of fans. We'll see how that works, but uh, this is not in place of the season. It's the lead up to the season. Yeah. It's going to be uh, going to be interesting to see if that goes. Now there are some rumors out there right now, uh, August 15th, uh, this is this is a rumor. I got this from somebody. So hang in there. Uh, August 15th seems like when the regular season could resume. So the last game, August 11th, six days from that. Uh, or excuse me, five days. Four, wait, four days. Four days from that. Four days. Thank yep. you. Math is hard sometimes. Four days <laughs> from that. Four is 15. There we go. I'm, I knew we would get there eventually. Uh, <laughs> August 15th uh, seems like when the regular season could resume. Uh, the other sort of rumor that came out of that today, and this is the first place I'm putting it, um, possibly six to 10 home games for each club. So if you multiply that, which means six home and then six away, you could be anywhere between 12 and 20 games in total that could be played as part of the regular season outside of this tournament, uh, which would be interesting because 20 games is a lot uh, in a short period of time. But I also feel like MLS is going to extend the season out, which means MLS Cup could be played, you know, sometime in December. Uh, that that wouldn't surprise anybody. In fact, it was not too long ago. Uh, but I think that they're going to try to get tuck everything in under December 30th because of contracts and everything else that is sort yeah. of going. Uh, I, th- I think I think that's best case scenario, especially if you want to try to have a normal 2021 season. You don't want it going into 2021, but you made you made the point right there. Contracts are up at the end of the year, so you want to have it tied up with a nice little bow before December 30th, yeah, or 31st, and, excuse and, me. And, and FIFA has sort of made an allowance, which is basically contracts can be automatically extended past the contract date as long as the season is still going. But I just don't think you want to, if, if you know, the world is adjusted to a new normal and that's going to take place whenever, you know, these leagues are going to start back up in August, um, you know, August and September uh, after they had just finished. That's sort of the idea is that it's going to be a short off season and everything's going to happen. Um, I feel like all of the contract extensions and everything are going to happen this summer and they're not going to want to be carried into the winter time and that type of thing. So I think it, it behooves MLS to wrap things up before uh, 2021 um, for that. Uh, so those are sort of the the interesting little rumors that are out there. Um, I think we covered all the stuff that I saw from Garber as well. Uh, we gave you the key dates and some of the stuff that could happen with the Orlando tournament. Uh, once again, the rumor is actually not the rumor. The LA Galaxy confirmed this. Chicharito is expected to be at this tournament. So if anybody of you were questioning that, uh, the Galaxy have already confirmed that. Um, Dennis DeClosa actually told Kevin and that's how that got uh, and and Kevin printed that. So that's where that came from. Uh, and the LA Galaxy haven't pushed back whenever I corrected somebody whenever they asked if should they said, oh, Chicharito and Vela might be, not be there. I'm like, no, Chicharito is going to be there. Vela sounds like that's a bigger question mark. So we'll see. Yeah. The, the rumor certainly swirling around that he won't be uh, making it. So you won't have a Chicharito Vela uh, f- matchup in Orlando for El Trafico. So uh, that'll be interesting. All right. 
Live draw time. Speaking of El Trafico. Mm-hmm. Live draw time. <laughs> Let's go timeline for this first, just so that way everybody understands what happened today. Um, MLS put out a press release uh, basically saying there was going to be a live draw at 1230 Pacific time. Everybody was expecting that. Everything was going. My phone started lining up whenever everybody said, oh, wait a minute. Miami has been placed in the group with uh, with Orlando. Orlando is a seeded team. So they seeded certain number of teams uh, on the West Western Conference, the seeded teams are Seattle Sounders, LAFC, and Real Salt Lake. Those are the three groups. They're seeded. Those they all headed those groups. Okay, that's fine. They all actually earned those in terms of what MLS put together in, in terms of rules. Orlando was gifted a spot because they're the quote unquote host, which is just such a bunch of ridiculous Mickey Mouse <laughs> stuff. So that's the first thing. But yes, Orlando was there. Uh, Toronto FC and Atlanta United um, were the other were the three seeds on the Eastern Conference side. So you have those. So we were all expecting that we would have a live draw at 1230 and that teams would be placed in there. Uh, it's worth noting Group A, which is headed by Orlando, does have six teams in it. It's the only group that has six teams. They're still only going to play three games. Um, so they're not going to play anymore. I thought maybe they would have to play like five games in there, which would be weird. But no, they yeah. don't. So there are some people you're not going to play within that group, which is kind of goofy and weird, too. Um yeah, what, what were you going to say? I was going to say, there's a math major and a prob- there's a probability you know, tree that someone filled out where that's going to work itself out. But yeah, the, the number of teams, it doesn't work out where like you split the group in half because then you just have two groups. But there's a way you can work this. So each team gets three games. It just You don't play everyone in the group like all the other groups are going to are gonna work out. Yeah, and, and it's worth noting as well, uh, Nashville, uh, which is a Western Conference team, will be for 2020 shifted over to the Eastern Conference. Uh, somebody asked, by the way, Don Garber, if that would be permanent. And he goes, listen, eventually there's going to have to be a realignment because of the number of teams we have and stuff like that. He goes, but it's too soon to tell you if that Nashville is going to be in the Eastern Conference forever. So um, it's always those middle of the country teams that have to like flip flop back and forth. And because like, Houston was in the Eastern Conference at yeah. one time and then Western Conference and, and so. Chicago, I know, is one that's, you know, went back and forth in the earlier years. So uh, Nashville, yeah, not necessarily in the middle of the country, but, you know you can you can see the argument where that becomes a western conference but i think with sacramento coming in and then some other teams coming in nashville may may make that move you well, know, at some point well and that's if you even say that there's going to just be two conferences because i think yeah. that there's a lot of sort of lean towards there are going to so be many teams, three, yeah. three conferences um and possibly having a central conference maybe four conferences um as it goes across which would be interesting to it would be fun to see it a little more regionalized which is what i think you're going to yeah. see in the regular season anyway so um but that's what you got in terms of uh those seats so uh, uh like i said my phone started going crazy and everybody goes how is inner miami already in a group with Orlando and isn't there supposed to be a live draw at 1230 and it's like yes there's supposed to be a live draw at 1230 now MLS came out with a press release and basically said hey listen we placed inner Miami in the conference with Orlando because this tournament is happening in Florida and we wanted the two Florida teams to play each other and this made the most sense to us and there's still going to be four other teams that get drawn into the the big group so you know everybody just chill out it's still by the way tune into the live draw <laughs> tune into the live draw that's coming up like it just so here's here's presented by extra time um, yeah exactly sponsored by continental <laughs> I mean, listen, I get it. I get the I get that this is an advertising 
for uh, an advertising forum for major league soccer. I, I understand that they want the best matchups. Um, if you're going to do this, if you're going to place inter Miami in there, then why not just place all the teams? Like I would have less problems with that, which would have yeah. included LAFC and LA galaxy in the same group. Uh, you probably would have placed Seattle and Portland in the same group. You probably would have put placed Houston and FC Dallas in the same group. Um, you know, if, if you're really having fun, you put San Jose in the same group as LAFC and LA galaxy. Um, and by the way, my prediction, I was only one team off from my prediction of what group, what group would look like, which was LAFC, LA Galaxy, Houston, and San Jose. And at one, was it you that I texted the Portland one too? I have an alternate that has Portland in there, but no, instead that of me, yeah, I was on board with you with, with San Jose. And, and when that Miami news broke, I, I, I did assume that, okay, be determined and that it was going to be LAFC, the LA Galaxy, San Jose, and then pick your, pick, pick your Texas team to throw in there because you can't have Seattle or Portland because you want to keep them together. So, right. uh, is it rigged? Is it not rigged? We can keep our tinfoil hats on. Oh, wait, wait. It no, gets worse. Early on, early on it, it certain, certainly looked that way. It's it's leaning towards rigged. All right. Um, <laughs> you know, the so so now let's go to how they actually picked the groups, because as we all know, the the customary way is that you have a big bowl, a big fish bowl. You put a whole bunch of balls in there that aren't marked. You pull out the balls. You look at or envelopes or something like that. You pull out the balls. You open them and inside is the team that is going that you have, right? And it's like, okay, cool. And if you're doing like, you know, Champions League a lot of times, it'll be like, not only is it the is it the team, but it tells what position like it is as well. So like they'll, they'll draw two different balls, right? So the whole deal. So uh, we saw Charlie Davies. He had a fish bowl. Uh, he drew in he, he reached into the fish bowl for to, to pick which groups the seeded teams would head, yes. right? So Orlando automatically got group A and then they picked a ball between group C and group E. Toronto got group C. Atlanta got group E. Okay, no big deal. Easy, fine. Then, you know, they could, so, so that was easy. Then they go about actually picking this group though. They have representatives from each team and in front of Charlie Davies and some sort of egg crate holder thing. Yeah, they I was had, just going to say it was an egg carton. <laughs> right? They had, they had numbered balls that, like you could read the numbers on one, two, three, all the way to, you know, 11, I think, or 12. I don't remember exactly how many it was, but you go through the whole thing and they're numbered and they're just sitting there and you just picked them. You and picked your number. It goes. Each representative got to pick their number. And, and this goes to your point. You just described a good draw and how it looks for a world cup, how it looks for champions league. Had they not watched the draw before? So if, if you were going to argue that it's rigged, this, they certainly didn't do themselves any other favor. So yeah, you can, you know, under and say, Oh, we're, we're really going to tell which, you know, representatives of the teams, which numbers to pick. No, we would never do that. But at the same time, you, you left it open by numbering them because it, it certainly looked that way. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. And, and you go and you say that now, the other part about this is that let's say you didn't even tell them, right? Which, you know, let's say you didn't tell them by having numbered balls up there, there's actually patterns that human beings fall into to pick those. So you could have shaded those in pattern. And by the way, they're not ridiculous patterns. Like there are like magicians use these types of patterns to <laughs> guess what people are going to pick and different things. These are, these are not hard things. So they're, they're allowing that to sort of be a thing. And like you said, it's probably not a thing, but they allowed it to be a yes. thing. <laughs> um, by the way, I should point out the major league soccer um, and um and and you know made a made a statement beforehand that all of these proceedings were being viewed by an accounting firm to ensure that they were fair and it just it's like where are the Oscars, they who cares yeah in in what room were they in and how did they set it it just it was and, it, oh my god i, I point, if you have the accounting firm 
Right. Why isn't the guy from the accounting firm usually the most boring man on the planet whenever those people come out? Why aren't they picking the balls? Why is it Charlie Davies, someone who works for MLS, who's a talking head for MLS, who's going to be talking about the groups on extra time because he told you plenty of times during the commercial? Uh, so, I mean, it really it really looked – it really was a bad look if, if you're – uh, if you're going to say it, just another kind of fun little wrinkle to this. And when we'll finalize what the groups are is I, I put a little thing on Twitter. I said, you know, which number ball is the galaxy going to be in? The correct answer gets a shout out uh, on the podcast tonight. And Uncle Dishwasher at Uncle Dishwasher, uh, he said, whichever one the LFC, LAFC guy calls first. And he was correct. Yes. So I had to give him a shout out because <laughs> yes, you knew whoever <laughs> LAFC, that was going to be the first ball they called was going to be El Trafico. You just knew it the second uh, this this draft was announced. Okay, I, I will say this. I was talking to somebody uh, close to the LA Galaxy before this happened. And I'm like, I'm like, come on, because I was asking about this inner Miami thing that happened. I'm going, how is Miami placing the group? Like, I have to go to the club and ask, like, what is going on? I go, I and I literally point blank was like, do you know the schedule already? Do you know what it is? Tell me what it is, because this is ridiculous. And, and they're like, no, we don't know. We have no idea. And it was a fun little conversation back and forth for a little while as we were just sort of like shaking our heads a little bit. And then they were like, guaranteed Galaxy get put in the LAFC. Like, and by the way, everybody said that. Like, it yeah. wasn't even a joke. It was it was like, oh, yeah, that's happening. Everybody knows. Like, And I knew it, too. Like, I knew it was going to happen. You yeah. knew it was going to happen. It's like there's no way MLS is going to pass on a, you know, East Coast El Trafico uh, between yeah. LAFC and the LA Galaxy. And they didn't. So uh, the group and Group F, by the way, is LAFC is the top seed in that group. Uh, the LA Galaxy are second. Houston, third. And then Portland Timbers in fourth. Uh, let's go to Group B real quick on the Western Conference. It goes Seattle is the number one seed, FC Dallas, Vancouver, and San Jose. Uh, and then Group D is Real Salt Lake, Sporting Kansas City, Colorado, and Minnesota. All right. So that's your Western Conference side. Uh, group A on the Eastern Conference side is Orlando, Inner Miami, which was placed there, not randomly drawn. Uh, New York City FC, Philadelphia, Chicago, Nashville. Group C is Toronto, New England, Montreal, DC United. And Group E is Atlanta, Cincinnati, New York Red Bulls, and Columbus. Uh, interesting that you got a Toronto-Montreal matchup and a Cincinnati-Columbus matchup in there. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. The, the only one Vancouver, really... Vancouver-Seattle, you know. Vancouver-Seattle. I was going to say... That's the, the thing. The only one that really got missed here was Seattle, Portland, as far as I'm concerned, like for big ones, I guess, New York. Well, New York and Atlanta, because East Coast up and down the. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a that's a little bit of a rivalry there. Um, D.C. United, New York, maybe would have been the, the better one for New York um, or New York City FC. I mean, you know, you could have had some of the yes, they missed. So maybe it goes into the whole you can't have, you know, it's not fixed. OK, yeah. so but on the same on the same token. If you're going to cheat off someone, you change a few answers to make it not look like it's obvious. <laughs> right. So that's what it looks like. They may have done that here. Yeah, it, it is. Now, um, you know, it's very easy to look at Group F as this group of death. Um, you know, you can say it, the group that has, you know, six teams in it. That's the one where you look at it and say a third place team is probably definitely coming out of Group A. That yeah. doesn't make that so that you're going to get three people to transition out of that. Um, you know, on, two only two of these groups will not have a third team advance. Um, third place team advance. The, the tough part about Group A is that you don't get a fourth. You know, you don't get a fourth place team that could possibly yeah, make it as well. Like for li- but it's not a like for like. So, like you said, they have the advantage because they're not going to knock each other out. So you're going to most likely have. Uh, a third place team with points comparable to a second place team in a different group. Uh, but what excites me is the galaxy uh, or any other team lining up for three draws and making it to the next round. Oh yeah. That, that's, I mean, the, that has Portugal Euro 
2016 written all over it there and go. i'm here for it there you go yeah that's right no no somebody's gonna get a, like a loss in two draws and still make it like it's gonna be yeah. some weird like sort of thing that happens and they're gonna backdoor into it so um that's what you have the toughest group in this entire draw is Group F. Um, I don't think it's actually close. You could say Atlanta and New York, but then you also have Cincinnati and Columbus. I, you know, Columbus is a good team. Um, they're not a great team. I think Atlanta and New York are the clear one and two there. Um, so, you know, Columbus and Cincinnati sort of, and Cincinnati seems like they probably, probably won't put up much of a fight in there. But this is, you know, in a way, um, it's... It's preseason-esque, except it's not yeah. because it's regular season. Um, group C, yeah, Toronto is the best team there. New England will be a good team. Montreal, D.C. United, they're sort of in the mix there, I guess. Um, you know, it's MLS. The parody is apparent within yeah. this whenever you look at it. Um, I think the rust, the rust is going to be a real thing because I think when, when they come back those first games, that's going to be your chance for your your Cincinnati's or your, uh, you know, your Nashville's to steal a point because there's not going to be that you know, cohesion that you're not going to be coming in with momentum. So that's your opportunity if you're, a, you know, a quote unquote lower, lower level team. Yeah. Um, it, it'll be interesting because basically the galaxy are going to be the F two team. Um, whenever you look at this, so I don't know if they're going to have F one play F two, which would be LAFC LA galaxy is the opener, or if they're going to have, you know, F one F four, which would be LAFC Portland. And then the LA galaxy get Houston, which is who they just played. Um, yeah. but, lots of people but, are looking at that. But again, on every draw that we've seen, it's F1, F2. These are all planned out, and you know who you're playing. But here, they just say, we'll come back with the schedule later. So it tells you there might be some massaging. Some business. Yeah, some massaging. massaging. So, so, so the last but, game of that group is more, more than likely LAFC versus LA Galaxy, right? Exactly. They're going to let it draw at, it out for a little bit. At, at 6 a.m. with prime time <laughs> on Sky Sports. Yeah, it very well you, could. You, you know how that's going down. Well, I mean, so, so let's get back to this placing Inter-Miami thing and why I think it's such a big deal. Um, I wouldn't care if this was a tournament that didn't count for anything. Um, and I realize very quickly, and everybody knows this, that this 2020 season is an asterisk riddle season. Um, there's an asterisk everywhere that you look on this season in terms of length, in terms of teams, in terms of playing. I mean, this really is a throwaway season. I absolutely 100% agree with that. That's fine. Somebody's still going to win an MLS Cup because there seems like they're determined to have that. Um, we'll see if, if the uh, pandemic will allow that to happen, but um, they won an MLS Cup. Somebody's going to have a star in their jersey from this year, um, and that's going to happen. Um, you know, I, I said the, the funniest person to sort of have that happen would maybe be New York Red Bulls um, to get a star on there after all this, and then everybody's <laughs> like no that's not real like where's the asterisk on that star like i want to see that yeah um but this is also also not unheard of in professional leagues when you've had lockouts in the nba and major league baseball uh, and in the nhl you've had champions in shortened season so it's not unheard of but the, whenever you talk about those teams there's always oh that was the lockout year oh that was the year the players went on strike and so that's always mentioned yes and uh so i think that's something that's going to you're like you're, you're right it is going to be always mentioned uh, in perpetuity whenever you talk about this star this year. I think on the star, little hologram should say, yeah, but still <laughs> on it. Um, and that, that you're was, speaking my language. I, I figured you'd like that. Um, so I understand that there, that there's asterisks riddled with this, but now you took a random draw and you decided to place a team within the random draw. So now the random draw is no longer random, even if you selected all the other ones. So you made up rules. You tried to give validity to this tournament by providing a CCL berth, by providing $1.1 million in bonuses. You did a lot to increase this, and then you went in and you placed a team. And that basically destroys everything that you see on this board now. Um, 
you know, and I know people are going to overlook it. And quite honestly, reporters I've talked to that are maybe a little bit in the older guard are sort of like, this is MLS. What are you going to do? Like, it's, it's not worth discussing. But at the same time, the people who are younger like me and I saw some of the athletic reporters as well are just laughing at this in terms of yeah. like the madness of this to try and justify it. And, and I was, I was talking to somebody. I'm like, yeah, MLS sent on a press release, like a press release just justifies everything. Like you could do whatever yeah. you want. As long as you send out a press release, everything's fine. Um, and yeah. that's what they try to do here. And it looks bad. And not only that, but to your point of the older journalist saying, Hey, it's MLS. What, what are you going to do? That's exactly what you know, people like myself who are fighting for this league and trying to, you know, MLS is reputable. You know, it's not a it's not a Mickey Mouse league as we go play in Walt Disney World. Uh, it's not something that should be laughed at. And then things like this happen, and it makes it really hard to get a leg to stand on when, when you have the league interfering with it. The other issue that I have with this: all the teams are going to be in Orlando um, when the season resumes. You're likely not going to have a lot of travel, so you're going to want the that regional play. So if you're going to have a true random draw mix mix the conferences and and have it truly random and this is your opportunity the galaxy are probably not going to play montreal this year they're probably not going to play uh you know nycfc and so this is your opportunity maybe they draw them and maybe that's your chance to get them because once you switch back to the regular season you're going to stay in your regional groups and you're likely not going to see those teams so this is your opportunity to see those teams and so i think that was a missed opportunity as well uh people are asking you know who's going to lose the home game now between lafc and la galaxy if they go back to stadiums and stuff like that i don't think you should assume that you're not going to that you're just going to play lafc twice this year I think that if they're going to regionalize this, if they're going to reduce travel, if they're going to keep it, you may end up playing LAFC more than two times. You could possibly play them three times. Um, I don't think you're going to play anybody four times, but you know it could be that you're going to see the LA Galaxy play LAFC. You're going to see them play San Jose. Uh, you know you're going to see them go up maybe to Portland and Seattle, Seattle. and Vancouver, <laughs> like along that way. But they may not go outside of that sort of time zone and sort of stay. Again, this is a weird. It's going to be a weird season, and they're working on a schedule right now that's going to try to incorporate this. I wouldn't be surprised as well if they just. It, and I know this is going to happen. They're just going to play Western Conference teams. Like I don't expect you're not going to see anybody from the Eastern Conference yeah. um, being played, you know, for the for the rest of this year, uh, just with the number of games that they're going to have uh, left over. And you know, it could be as little as twelve games, um, where you have you know six home games and six away games, and you know you could could play LAFC seven times within those. I have no idea, but it's 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 going to be it's going to be different. And then that again, so then why am I so upset if it's going to be sort of this again <laughs> Mickey Mouse sort of you know regular season after this? as well i just it, it you would never see the premier league try to pull yes. something like this yeah you might see fifa try to pull it though and they have <laughs> and, they, so, and they have <laughs> maybe yeah. this is right in line with with world soccer oh, and world man soccer. it hurts my head uh, all of it hurts my head so anyway um that's what we have for stuff right now I, I, my question group f group of death it's yes absolutely it is um is it though according to 538 Houston, Portland, because I, I needed to bring 538 into right. this. Yes. LAFC obviously was, you know, they've been the favorite on 538 for the last few years. But Houston, Portland, and the Galaxy, of the Western Conference team, they actually sat below a lot of them. So they were on the lower end. Uh, I, th I think you could make an argument that, you know, they're going to be tough games. But the reason why they're going to be tough games are because the teams are evenly matched, but not necessarily because these are the top four in the Western Conference. I, I can understand that. I think the biggest problem and why I think Galaxy fans will call it the group of death is that really you look at these and these are not teams the Galaxy have had a whole bunch of uh, success. That's true. Uh, yeah, that's fair. The LA Galaxy literally have not beaten Portland away from 
Dignity Health Sports Park or away from Los Angeles since uh, 2016. Um, so, you know, you can say this isn't a home game for them, which certainly gives them an advantage up in Portland and Timbers Park, uh, you know, up, up in, uh, uh, what's the name of that? Is it Jeldwin or is they change it? Providence Park. That's what it is again. Thank you. I, if you stick Jeldwin, around long enough, you're going old school. <laughs> I was going to say, if you stick around long enough, you can't remember the names of these things anymore. They change too often. Um, but you know, Portland obviously has that, um, you know, the Houston Dynamo looked very comfortable in the one, one draw against the LA galaxy. So, you know, you look at that, those are tough teams. I think the LA galaxy put into any other group seem like they're probably the second best team in the group at the very least. Um, I have to say Seattle's better. I don't know that Real Salt Lake is better than the LA Galaxy, and I think that would be a good question mark right now um, to sort of see. I think Sporting Kansas City could be better than the LA Galaxy. They, you know, Sporting was not what they were last year. Last year was a aberration, so Peter Vermees is going to have that. Um, I think the Galaxy are better than Colorado. I think the Galaxy are better than Minnesota. Um, I think the Galaxy are better than, than FC Dallas. I don't think FC, but FC Dallas plays the Galaxy tough so that's we run into that it's the same argument with houston you know and the galaxy on paper are probably better than houston but for some reason there's that uh whatever bad juju there is uh they can't beat him same thing with fc dallas fc dallas always seems to to get up for those games against the galaxy um so so yeah i mean i I think this is in terms of the la galaxy's group of death the only thing that probably could have changed this is if uh i think portland was removed and san jose was put in there because the galaxy have had zero luck against san jose lately um so that's that's what we'll see we'll we'll know schedules they're supposed to be announced here probably within the next week um and then we will keep you updated i know that uh gamma barish and dennis Teclosa are scheduled to have a conference call coming up in the next couple weeks so we're going to get their sort of takes on all this which is going to be stupid because we're going to ask them questions and they're going to be like (laughs) well we're just happy to be back playing and you know the whole thing i I get it but it would it is nice it's good yeah yeah we (laughs) haven't heard from guillermo in a while um, basically I think in st- since shutdown sort of went down he may have talked to some Spanish news outlets, that type of thing, but I don't know of anything in English recently. Well, this is the opportunity speaking of conspiracies for Gustavo and Guillermo to trade places. There's that's right. hair out a little bit. I mean, I know you, you, you've studied their hair and you know where they're going, but this is their opportunity to pull the old switcheroo. They very well could. That's a good, that's a good point. We'll have to keep our eyes open for that as well. Um, but no, so we'll, we'll get their sort of take on it and we should get sort of a schedule. Here's the other thing though, Eric, um, we talked about rosters and, and different things. There's some different roster rules in this as well. We talked about five subs. I think we've talked about the five subs before. Um, yes. But IFAB has allowed five subs during this, so that way uh, you can make five substitutions in a game. You can only stop the game three times to make those five subs, but you can sub at halftime without any penalties. So you could do, you know, technically you could stop it three times and you'd only have to sub in two players one of those times if you're going to make all five. I'm waiting. That's the wrinkle. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm waiting for somebody to switch all five at once. Just, just, just line change <laughs> five players and like then just go you know the balls indoor, to the wall indoor soccer strategy oh totally totally yeah everybody hop the boards um which by the way whenever i played indoor soccer um we were not allowed to hop over the boards because it was considered dangerous so yes, you use the door you could get a blue card for for hopping over the, the the boards which was never fun um but that's something here's the other thing game day rosters normally 18 guys right 23 guys now for game day rosters which is great if you have a big deep roster as it stands for the LA galaxy right now I have counted 24 total players on the LA galaxy roster which means one dude ain't making the game day roster just that how, how sad are you going to be if you're not if you're the one dude the who one doesn't guy. make the game day <laughs> roster it's like sorry uh, you can't you can't come to the game with us today what, what everybody else is going no sorry 23 that's it 
I think Johnny Perez has summer school, so I don't, I don't think he'll be he'll be surprised to be left at home for that one. I do expect there's some to be some moves for the LA Galaxy to bring up some guys from LA Galaxy too in sort of the interim. But this is not a deep roster. There's six players yeah. short of a 30 man roster. Um, you know, getting rid of Alexander Katai made that made a 25 man roster, a 24 man roster, um, and so they're short on people in terms of how who they're going to rotate and how that's going to go. Um, it does look like MLS has opened back up the transfer window because Andy Nahar looks like he's going to LAFC. That's the first move that we've sort of been keyed off on uh, since everything froze and MLS actually froze the transfer window as well. Um, and we're outside of a transfer window, which is always interesting. Um, so w- nobody can really be brought in unless they're out of contract right now. So that's what you're seeing right now from this uh, this tournament is that the LA Galaxy are going to take 24 guys plus probably some LA Galaxy 2 guys. And they're going to play and you're going to see, you know, a bench that basically has the LA Galaxy's full roster on it. Yeah. And, and basically, you know, we've said it a bunch of times because this mimics a World Cup the, and the games are going to probably be close together. So that's why you want to have those 24 players, because instead of a regular 18, you want to have everyone available because the games are going to come fast and furious. Uh, and, and we mentioned Katai being one roster spot that opened. We, we Did we touch back on... Uh, on what CJ Sapong said on on, on on the follow-up to that yeah <sighs> no we didn't so that's always a good time to to do that um so you know there's obviously <laughs> uh, this whole this story has been picked up worldwide um, and like we knew it would um, and so it's not really a surprise uh, the reaction to the firing has been picked up certainly on the conservative side of things uh, Fox News picked it up um, I know there's some other conservative websites that have picked it up as well as sort of a violation of free speech rights which don't actually exist and if, if we keep trying to tell people that like they, the free speech is that way the government can't censor, censor you not so that way your company can't censor you that's that's a completely different thing so uh, but anyway that's been picked up um, I know Tucker Carlson was was yelling and screaming on his show and, and stuff like that. <laughs> what so else is new, right? What I was going to say, it's it's interesting. And so you've seen the people who have never watched soccer before suddenly have an, 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 a valid uh, a yeah. valid opinion on on what happened and how it went I, down. I, I did hear that the Galaxy are, can kiss their World Cup chances goodbye. That's, I, I've seen that a couple <laughs> That's different times. That's my favorite times. one. <laughs> yes, that, that is. You know, the Galaxy are never going to win a World Cup now. It's like, oh, yeah, you, you're right. That one, you're, you're absolutely <laughs> right. So anyway, understanding the intricacies of this, and we certainly said it was complicated sort of thing to, to do, but it seems that the LA Galaxy got this right. And again, there were some red flags that we had talked about. There's more than just, you know, this one incident. We talked about some Chicago incidents um, where uh, where perhaps there was the, the Alexander Katai didn't want to be involved in Pride Night. Um, and so now we're seeing CJ Sapong, um, a former Chicago Fire teammate of Alexander Katai, basically says that yeah, he had some racist behavior as well. As well. Uh, Sapong saying uh, at this one quote, he was on Soccer Cooligans. I, of course, uh, we've had uh, we've had some of them on on our show before. Yeah, uh, we've had Alexis Guerrero's on the show, and one thing that they're able to kind of disarm players and get them to speak honestly. So he, he when they let him, you, you can see in his body language that he wasn't really shocked that this news came out about Katai, and he went on to elaborate with that as well. Yeah, he says, uh, "I swear." Uh, this was the one quote that they sort of pulled. This says, "I swear, Katai did not look." 
look at look me in the eyes for the first two months I was there. Um, he goes on to say that he never passed him the ball, that he would be wide open, um, and that 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 the the pass would never come. And so he was not surprised. That's really the big thing that, that came about it. And um, I trust CJ Sapong to be able to tell you whether or not somebody was being racist towards him. Then I would say, well, he just didn't pass to you because you weren't. Oh, yes. it's not that doesn't. That that's the argument that I was actually getting into a little back and forth uh, before we we started recording. Oh, he didn't pass me the ball. He didn't look me in the eye. Well, Zlatan, you know, he he was the leader of that. So does that automatically like make Zlatan a racist? And I I think that those are not the the parts of the story you want to zero in on. CJ Sapong's reaction was he was not surprised by this. And I think the fact that the meeting between the LA Galaxy and Alexander Katai, that all happened very quickly. There wasn't a fight. There wasn't a, a, a back and forth. It just kind of, it, it seemed to, to be a, a pretty cut and dry case for both parties. And so I think that's why, you know, best case scenario, the, those conservative media outlets that picked it up and the Galaxy was wrong for doing it. Uh, best case scenario, okay, they were wrong, but at the same time, you've upset a fan base, you've upset your spot, and now, and now you have to, to take care of it anyway. So even if he wasn't what they're claiming he was, they still had to get rid of him given the circumstances. So I think uh, it, it is what it is. It's a very unique circumstance, and it's going to get hypothetical to death. But uh, I think at the end of the day, the Galaxy – did what they had to do. Yeah, I think they got it right. Um, I'll say that uh, it feels it feels like they got it right um, in terms of, of what you're now going to see come out um, about all these different things. So again, um, I think that some of the supporters groups were correct. There needs to be better vetting of players. So that way you don't get into these situations because realistically, um, the soccer, it's going to hurt this tournament. There's no Alexander Katai. You don't have a replacement for him. There's nobody, you know, we talked about shifting people around. Yes, you can. The ultimate answer was to have Alexander Katai at right wing. And that should have been, you know, Pavone, um, Chicharito and Katai. And that was a, a formidable sort of attack. If Katai could start to get things together, um, you know, the, the deal is now, if you move Sebastian Lejet out there, if you try to do some other things, yeah, it's it. You can do you can do that, and it, it can be okay. Um, you know, you can move Julian Araujo up. Uh, maybe you get uh, Kai Kareniuk, um up as well. I mean, there's 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 solutions to this problem. It's just not going to be the same uh, terms of a uh, formidable attack that you were hoping to create. Um, and it's not, and it's, it's not how they came into the season preparing to play as well. That's and that's a factor as well. Yeah, it absolutely is. All right. Um, so that's what we have. Again, MLS getting ready to kick back off the LA Galaxy, getting ready to uh, possibly do some full team training. So look for that announcement coming up probably in the next week. I'm guessing is, is when that all sort of falls into place and starts happening. Uh, a whole bunch of matches, 54, 16 days of consecutive soccer coming. MLS is back tournament. It's corny. It's ridiculous, um, but it absolutely <laughs> uh, is better for me. I will I will take watching MLS soccer and, and doing that. I don't know. By the way, I have no idea what this is going to do to our podcasting schedule because I don't know when the games are, so I got to figure out all that stuff. But, you know, we plan on we plan on doing what we've always done, which is cover games that matter. And that's these games do matter. Uh, so we are going to cover those. Uh, so we'll have full coverage on the website. Um, we'll have, you know, post game. We'll have previews. We'll have the whole thing. Eric is going to start grading players again. So uh, I was say, I'm excited. I'm excited for epic previews and grading the players again. There you go. This so it's getting real. So so it's uh, it's closer. It's closer. Now, uh, remind everybody, wear your mask, you know, wash your hands, stay safe. This is this is not over. Um, and, and black lives matter. So uh, between those, th- it's just 
2020 is just a crazy, crazy year. Yeah. Um, so, so I just want to make sure that everybody understands, you know, just, just try to love each other. I think that's the best thing and have a respect yes. for everybody. That's sort of my, my basic right now between pandemic, um, you know, and certainly the social unrest that's going on. Um, so, so everybody please be safe, um, out there. It's, it's a crazy world and soccer is going to come back and it doesn't mean that everything's normal, but we're, we're seeing soccer. So that's a, that's a good thing, uh, in my mind. And hopefully that will, uh, that will help everybody not go completely crazy from being locked down for so long. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, anything else, Eric, you want to talk about? Or are we, we good? Well, speaking of not going completely crazy, uh, MLS is back, even though they're not back yet, but you know what league is currently going on? That is Liga G 96, which now has a new home, uh, at corner of the galaxy. So if you've heard me, C and uh, the League of 96 FIFA Pro Clubs League, uh, all of those updates now can be found on the Corner of the Galaxy website. So if you go to cornerofthegalaxy.com, uh, there's a page for Liga G96. If you click on it, you'll see standings. You'll see golden boot race information. You'll see streaming information. You'll see links to teams' Twitter accounts. So this league is up. It's running. It's keeping us sane during these difficult times. So if, if you've jumped in already, we appreciate you for being a part of our little uh, FIFA Pro Clubs community that's already kicked off. So we're in the middle of it. If you haven't joined yet, it's a nice, fun way to catch us uh, on the live stream, get soccer fix, and uh, try to keep a little bit of that sanity. So find all your, your Liga G96 updates on cornerofthegalaxy.com. There you go. We, we added the page. We, everybody was like, oh, man, thanks for that. I'm like, I didn't, really, I didn't do anything. I added the page. And then Eric <laughs> filled it out. So I'm glad that he could do it. And I'm glad we could, we could set it up. Um, it was fun. I was actually, uh, I was playing some pro clubs, uh, over the weekend or actually on Monday night or Tuesday night, Tuesday night, I think. And I was listening to the, to the riot squad cast guys, um, do their live show. And so I was doing that and playing pro clubs and it was just a wonderful sort of, you know, mesh of soccer and just, you know, yeah. being able to focus on that. So, uh, it was a lot of fun. All right, Eric, uh, let's go down out of here. Tell people where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at GIS Hammer. You could also find me on Instagram at Galaxy Profile. That's Galaxy P R O F O U L. And you could also find me on Twitch. I have some ideas kicking around how to get my stream up and running. So that's on Twitch. That's twitch.tv backslash EV Hammer, the number nine. All right. And if you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Gessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N, and of course, at Galaxy Podcast. Head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. All of our podcasts, articles, everything that's happening around Major League Soccer that is leading up to the LA Galaxy returning back to play is right there on the website. All right. I think that about does it for Eric the Portuguese Hammer. I'm Josh Pato Gessman. You've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.